Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello and welcome to the Dabblers Book Club. This is the podcast for people who've never read Chaucer and probably never will. I'm Curtis. And I'm Hadger and I think we're still using that tagline, are we? Yes. What's the other one? Um, we've had lots. The podcast for the averagely educated two twats talk about books. Yeah, I'll never learn a new one. We'll, we'll, we'll still be here, uh, people who haven't read Chaucer. It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. This is the first time we've done a podcast together. Yep. in ages well you've done a whole bunch of interviews and things and they've been really good by the way i've been Thank really you. enjoying Thanks listening to them <laughs> um but yeah we haven't actually read a book and discussed it as per the standard format for a while no, and it, that is all my fault well it's, it's, it's old as huxley's fault well it's all my fault you can blame me i haven't i don't think i've read a book properly because it's not just chrome yellow which is the book we had said months ago that we were gonna read and discuss uh i have not finished a book in months and the mm. whole point of this podcast was to keep me reading and sort of to try and read a book a fortnight. And it's not gone very well. Well, maybe it's like the weight of the world because um, obviously I read a lot and always have. But my reading's fallen off a cliff. And, you know, I've had a new job and it's busier and, you know, not much time. But like even so, like it, I saw I read Chrome Yellow and then I think you started reading it. I got up to page 100 out of 170. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know. I knocked it out fairly quickly, but begrudgingly. It's not a, it's not the ideal. Book yeah, I think I'm in a bad place for it. You know how like I'm just being one of those melty people. It's like, oh, is anyone finding it really hard to read? It's like, yeah, I am, and it is all my fault. And I want to be like, you know, all going easy on myself. But um, yeah, it's been a busy time. Been like mm. business. Do, stuff. do you think it's because? It's reopening a bit, like COVID-y lockdown stuff. It could be, so it's easy to be distracted by plans. Yeah. And I, I guess that probably is the main reason, isn't it? It's like we can actually go out in the evenings now. But saying that, we could last summer and, you know, we were able to do a few things last summer and that didn't hold me up that much. Um, it's my morning and evening routines are just all over the place. And actually before, last summer, I think it's because there was no work whatsoever Um that I would, well, I only had one sort of job. I was just doing a bit of copywriting. Mm. 
And I would literally go, right, well, we've got to record the podcast tonight, so I'll read the book today. Mm-hmm. And I have not been able to do that. Um, so, mm. yeah. Also, Discovery, uh, I'm probably ADHD uh, listeners, which makes no. a lot of sense. No, no, <laughs> uh, everything, nonsense. <laughs> everything's falling into place. Um, yeah, I'm halfway through uh, being assessed, but I have to wait six months to actually talk to someone. But, um, yeah, it's all pointing towards that. Which it, it, In six months, the doctor's going to be like, Yep, we've got the results back. Uh, you're just annoying. You're just annoying. <laughs> you're just annoying. You're shut just, up. <laughs> you're just a failure, really. Um, I, do you have ADHD or are you just a failure? Um, There's a tweet in that, isn't it? Yeah, or I can't, or I've started doing comedy to, to the point of ADHD. I've been trying my hand at stand-up and everything, enjoying that. So anything I say that's funny, I'm going to make a note of. You know how like the last time we went to see your mum and we were having a cup of tea? She was yeah. like, I've always wanted to buy a cow. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's the like, most mum thing. Yeah, but you do have the, you know, all the nowhere. same traits, except instead of a cow, it's a stand-up yeah, comedy except, routine. Except, except what I've been thinking about comedy for years, and I've always fancied myself as being very hilarious. Um, but my, I unlike my mother, I don't apply to jobs. Going, I always quite fancied doing this, which <laughs> is literally. She, I think she she has sent me an application. And my mum, as you've heard, listeners, is exceptionally intelligent, very bright cookie, but does just fancy doing things um, on a whim, which is why she has owned sheep and now works in a clock shop. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, it does run in the family. So, yes, there yeah. we go. That's what I was kind of. That was what you were getting at. Getting, I'm not gonna, my my interests have always been similar, at least. Um, although, no, I was looking into what was I looking into Formula One jobs the other day. And I was like, oh, what's a composite laminator? Let me look into that. Uh, and, you know, that's like five thousand pounds worth of training and I could be a laminator. So I'm like, maybe. Why are you looking at Formula One jobs? Because it's really cool. Because only cool people work in like motor racing yeah. kind of jobs. So yeah, it's like the most elite <laughs> racing series in the world. You've got to be really talented to work in that. Yeah, sport. you have to be. Anyway, um, should we talk about books. Yeah. Uh, so we, let's talk, should we talk about Chrome Yellow? Let's talk about Chrome Yellow. Have was. we done enough apologies, basically, uh, to our lovely law listeners? Yeah. Um, sorry. Really um, sorry. In fact, oh, I'll tell you something. Uh, I'm sorry to my friend James if he's listening. Right. I went for um, a beer with James, having not seen him since like before COVID even began. Um, a few weeks ago and he said he listens to this to remember what my voice sounds like and to feel like he's spending time with me oh lovely James I know so I punched him in the face for being so fucking sensitive (laughs) (laughs) no no that was a really nice thing to hear so yeah so to people that do listen to this whether we know you or not uh, sorry it's been a while yeah sorry we're useless but we will get back to it I will start reading again and also you know what if you want a glimpse of our like, well, our proper relationship, I was like, I think it would be good for us if we chat about something else. It's a nice. I like chatting about books. I like recording the podcast with yeah, you. Just got to read a book. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Fucking hell, I will. I will. Well, as you say, as I say, I've been sloppy as well. Um, but you have read a lot, and you're rereading Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. No, no, I'm not. I'm you're not, not oh, no. is that your first read of it? No, it's not Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. What was, oh, on the campaign trail. Well, no, I've read that too. No, we'll we'll get on to what I'm reading now. Okay. If, what? I'm, Great. So not only have I not read a book, I can't. I haven't even correctly read the title of the book you're reading. Yes. Brilliant. Yes, that's Fucking right. Fucking hell. Right. I'll tell you about that in a minute. Okay. But I really think we should address Chrome Yellow. Crack on, yes. So Chrome Yellow, uh, which has been in our Twitter bio as next book to read for a while. <laughs> and we're... It's, um, it's Aldous Huxley's debut novel. And I had really high hopes for it because it was recommended by... My your, brother. Yeah, your brother Salmon. <laughs> um 
who has really good taste in books. We yeah, agree on does, a lot yeah. of stuff. And I like Aldous Huxley. I mean, I really do. I'm sure we've mentioned it before in this podcast. Um, mm. Everybody knows Brave New World. I stand by that as a outstanding piece of fiction. Oh, uh, speaking of Brave New World, yeah. thank you so much um, to a lovely dabbler that actually sent in his book review and it's on Brave New World. So I'll be posting that uh, very, very soon. Um, and also thank awesome. you to uh, Keith as well. Lovely Keith Tomlinson who posted a review on A Little Life by Hanya Yanagihara. Um, so we are accepting our little cool reviews on um, via the website. Just go to guest posts and submit yours. Cool. Thank you very much, Matt. Right back. Back nice. to yeah, no, thank, thanks to both. That's wicked. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Brave New World, obviously outstanding, obviously a classic. Um, and I've read quite a few other Aldous Huxley books. And I think I said, I'm sure I've said this on a previous podcast. They're always hard work. Brave New World is the only one that's easy to read. The rest of them, they're all hard work. But 90% of them, I end it and go, that was fucking brilliant. <laughs> Do you remember when we were on that plane? Can't remember where we were going. Yeah. And I just finished After Many a Summer Dies the Swan. Yeah. And I turned to you, I went, I, th- that ending was so mind-blowing. I have to talk to you about it. And it was just, mm-hmm. it was so good. So I kind of thought with Chrome Yellow and your brother having read it, who was going to join us on the podcast, I thought, oh, it's going to be great. It's his first novel before he got all philosophical and shit. And, mm-hmm. and uh, there'll be loads to talk about here. And I kind of read the blurb the premise and i suppose i'll do a quick premise now because mm. that's what we do is so um a arty boy goes to a house with arty people and they talk about arty stuff <laughs> for a whole book there's a bit of a summer fate then he fucks off home and chrome is the place yes which i think i wonder if that's based on Froom. maybe it's pronounced Croom. Um, you know like Froom in somerset where those posh people come from could be um all i can say for the book from actually no you go first what did you only read 100 pages but what did you think um, I have no idea what I read. <laughs> um, I remember some portions of vaguely interesting conversations. Um, there were a couple of women. Um, I got to the part about Hercules, um, and some child. Um, yeah, I don't really know. Oh, I've just remembered we got a tweet from Victor who, um, thank you so much for tweeting us. Uh, love the podcast. Um, one suggestion, I'd love a mini prelude episode before you start, which is a brilliant idea. And we will do that once we get back to uh, reading properly and, and taking it seriously. Um, so we didn't give a proper summary of, of Chrome Yellow. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it was about. I, yeah. I was sort of willing myself to be interested in it. And... I couldn't quite crack who the characters were, what was going on. And it like just plummeted into stories. Like the vicar was telling a story one minute or something, wasn't he? And like, and there was yeah, something about, uh, I was just like, oh, what? It, it, it did feel very C.S. Lewis-y. And also actually, as mm-hmm. you've described Huxley in like, now I'm going to tell you what I think about stuff. And here's a yeah. parable that you can make sense of. And uh, it's just a little yeah. yeah but me. with this one, mm-hmm. I felt like, these were sloppy tangents that right. weren't interesting. With his other stuff, they are tangents. They're so off topic, but they are at least interesting. Yeah. Like in his more, in his later writing, he kind of, yeah, his characters that are simply making a cup of tea will suddenly for no reason at all talk about the Greek gods. Mm-hmm. But there'll be a real reason and rhyme to it. You go, fucking hell, two pages of that. But you go, okay, I, I get why you've done that though, because yeah. it's very smartly written. This was just bollocks. I just, I zoned out through most of this book i really struggled to stay like yeah to stay focused on it (laughs) she said um yeah i start even i started skimming and i got to like 100 i skimmed from like page 60 to 100 or 70 to 100 
and then I just put it down and have not picked it up mm. again since. And I remember the moment I put it down, I was having a lovely salad, the acoustic brasserie up the road. The sun was shining. I was like, oh, I'm just going to read my book. Yeah. And yeah, it didn't get very far. Do you know what I always think about with books like that? Um, you know, when you're uh, in a nice place and you're going to pick mm. it up for real leisure time reading and yeah. then it's a hard book. I always think like, you know, that's when you want Murakami. Yeah. That's the easiest fucking thing to read in the world. And it ta- and it does everything a book should do, like generally his fiction. You pick it up and you're suddenly in that subway station in Japan or mm. wherever he's trans trans. I swear I have forgotten how it feels to enjoy a book. It has been so long since I read something that wasn't hard going. Like even I think the last thing we did was till the coffee gets cold or something. Oh, yeah. Um, That's a while ago now. And that was and even that was, you know, that wasn't a gripping story. That was just a pleasant read. It was was a charming read. It wasn't something that I was like, what's happening? But it also wasn't something that was super confusing. Um, What was the book before that that I've read? I mean, I loved Fleischman. I loved... Crawl dads. I haven't, and, and actually, the one we did with mum, uh, kite, oh, runner. kite runner, like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh my god, you know, I was reading that into the night, crying my eyes mm. out at three in the morning, and I just haven't felt that um, propulsion to is that the white rod to read. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I have picked up yours cheerfully, which is by my wonderful, um, brilliant friend AJ Pierce. And again, I, ha- I mean, that has gripped me, but I haven't had the time to, you know, you need to read about 10 pages to get into something. Um, and I just so it must be a mood thing where you're just not f- mm. feeling reading, um, and then yeah. something like Huxley is like the worst possible thing to try and bring you back to it. Cause I it's... mean, maybe one thing we need to get better at is, and I read this in uh, Keith Richards' autobiography, which is not my typical reading, but mm. he he's a really keen reader, mm. and he goes, "There's enough books in the world. If I'm <laughs> a f- even a few pages in, and it's not doing it." put it down onto the next one and while that is a bad habit to get into it's also do you know what i mean if, if something like huxley like it was clear that wasn't going to be mm, enjoyable yeah and instead of just because i really didn't get anything out of that book really nothing i'm not i'm all. not the i'm none the better for having read it yeah um i suppose the danger there is let's say that was the first huxley i'd read i wouldn't have read the others and actually some of his That's others true. have given me such joy but yeah i just think maybe Especially with, like, you know, if you haven't enjoyed reading in a long time, maybe we just need to go, right, fuck it. Mm. Oh, oh, I've thought of a suggestion as I'm talking. Mm-hmm. You always talk about how I have, like, author loyalty and you yes, don't really do that. Yeah. So maybe you should look at some of those authors that you really enjoyed and read that. Well, other this shit. is what I've been thinking for a while. Um, and actually, AJ's book, because um, I've read the first few pages and really love it. I love her style. I love her tone. I love that, like, she's just, it's such, because it's funny when I was talking to, um, on our podcast, uh, when I interviewed her, um, I always talked about how positive and happy she was. And she, and I think I've done a bit of a disservice because she's not, she's not sort of the, like this Pollyanna character, she says. She's just hilarious. She's so, so funny and mm. witty. And that really comes through in her writing. Um, so I think once I can get out of my head a little bit and just be like, oh no, I have time to actually relax because I think that's part of when I get really busy with my work and everything. But reading feels like it's, it's you too, I'm switching off from the world, which I find... Yeah. Funnily enough, I find very difficult. Well, um, but I think I'll get back to that. I think that'll be the first book I read for pleasure yeah. this week. Maybe, maybe that's not? the next book we do then. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I, like I said, again, I haven't really had time for it, but I actually made time for reading last night. Mm. Uh, you remember you went out with your friend Jen and you did yeah. like tapas. What did you go and do? In what Angel? did we have? Um, oh, and I had like uh, some posh. Posh posh kebab. It was Megan's, which is a chain, a small chain across London. Yeah. Megan's at the sorting office in Angel. And then we went to a couple of bars and realised just how old we were and how people our age don't go to 
bars anymore. Um, they were literally surrounded by, oh, oh my God, uh, 20-year-olds, 23-year-olds, whatever, how old they are, dressed to the nines, all taking photos of themselves. Like the, literally just sat at tables. The night out didn't happen. If it you was don't utterly mental. Snapchat. Like looking around, I was like, wow, everyone was on their mm. phones in a bar. I get it on a train, public transport, whatever. Like we do that. But you're literally on a night out. And it was only a couple of the older people that were actually talking to each other. I couldn't believe God, it. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, I've got, I felt I mean, so old. I'll be so easily pulled into a get off your phone rant, but <laughs> get off your phone, everybody. Um, I'm definitely not one to talk on that, but it's like when you are out. When you're out being like, in the world, like, yeah. oh gosh, you should be fed into a wood chipper if you're in here. <laughs> um, so while you're doing that, right, yeah. I was at home, I had a night to myself. And for the first, like, I got back from my run and for the first hour, I was like, oh, okay, put like some Netflix on mm. and had some food and I poured a beer and I ended up like, you know, and then you pick up your phone. Like, there we go. There's me. Mm. And like, start fucking around on it. Now I went, no, do you know what? No, like I'm watching something I'm not really taking in. I'm... So I switched the telly off. I went upstairs, made a cup of tea, mm. put a bit of, um, what did they put on? The zombies. Oh yeah. You know that, um, Jamie on the oh, yeah, time yeah. of the season we were listening to the other day. I yeah. put them on. On Spotify, and I just I I read my book, which is Nin, the Hunter S. Thompson one. Neither of the ones you were mentioning earlier. Um, <laughs> I still have no idea what you were reading. Just, just with like dip, What's the big white book you're I'll reading? I'll tell you in a sec. It was just, just um, it was just dipped um, dipped lighting, and I was in bed, oh. bit of music on, and I just and I just read, and, I, right. and I didn't touch my phone for an hour, and I just read, and I was like, this is how it feels, <laughs> you know, when you just do lose yourself in a book, yeah. like you know, and you're not. Yeah, and it felt relaxing and it felt enjoyable and it felt like the way I wanted to pass my evening mm-hmm. was to be reading. Nice, yeah. I miss that. Um, I miss that yeah. so much. I, it hasn't been that long. It's probably been like, when was it? Yeah, three months, two months, three months since I was just racing. Yeah, so I guess it's book. just, yeah, making time and having the right books because like I say, you could have had that time, made that time and reading crazy. To a degree, I, th- I, think, know, Huxley, I think Huxley has yeah, ruined it for me because like I said, I was going to read yours cheerfully because I love the first one well, let, let's do that so next, I will, um, yeah but also I'm wondering whether it needs to not be for the podcast I think I just need to like just read uh, and then like and like almost reset myself okay. and then we can do one because oh, I had another list of loads of things one's called things fall apart life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if AI could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like, what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Which was a recommendation by Ajani Salmon, who I still haven't posted that episode of because it's um, I'm, I'm saving it um, for yeah, probably a few weeks. Um, cool. But yeah, he recommended that. Um, and uh, yeah, So you're going to read a book yeah. to get back in the spirit Maybe. to then read for the Yeah, podcast. I think I just need to read to like just enjoy <laughs> and remember what it's like. Because like, basically a couple of weeks ago after speaking to her, I was like, I'm just going to get myself a nice chocolate cake. I'm just going to read your book. And I didn't get the chocolate cake. Something else distracted me. And I didn't do what I wanted yeah. to do, which was just read that evening. Not ADHD. Not ADHD, <laughs> no. Not. <laughs> um, <laughs> Shut I'm, up. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, that sounds good. Uh, 35 and fucking thanks everyone that failed me that'll be the title of my memoir that could be on your gravestone that will be on, i'm very bitter oh. um i'll tell you what that book is now if you like go on right uh, it's fear and loathing at rolling stone oh so a lot of his collections and things are called fear and loathing oh really um, yeah, yeah um so fear and loathing in las vegas is obviously his very big vegas novel yeah, which is a very well, exaggerated fictionized account of an actual trip he took yeah um it's obviously one of the great drug books of all time and it's about chasing the american dream you know, yeah. still not seen the film we should watch oh it's anyway. good it's good read the book yeah but then see the film it's really good um and then the other one you said is fear and loathing on the campaign trail yeah which was him covering the 72 campaign trail um, Nixon. just fucking hating nixon and um yeah it's and it's funny because i read that and it's a i mean he's he's you know while he's a crazy nuts guy he's also very intelligent and good political writer mm. and obviously i don't know shit about 72 yeah politics in america but it's one of those people where because his writing is just so exciting um loved reading it so what i'm reading now has excerpts from both those books in it and everything else as well it's basically a collection of his writing for Rolling Stone, because he was a journalist there for years. Oh, right. And he mainly covered politics for them, but he did do other wacky pieces and stuff. And he he was a, writer, a sports writer for ESPN as well, but that's not in there. But what makes Fear and Loathing at Rolling Stone an interesting collection is before each piece, they print his letters to and from Jan Werner, the mm-hmm. editor. And it's them. You know, you know, you know I can email, like, say yeah, you go back and I forth. I love those exchanges. Sending emails now, yeah. like, say, if you were doing, like, getting a copywriting gig in the bag. But these are obviously letters that took, you know, a few days at a time for them to post back to each other. And that's what makes this collection. It's like intelligent, the kind of, yeah. like, you know, quick. Just really good. Like, do you responses. fancy covering this? And But it's a written letter, so it's got that beauty of, you know, I'm going to mm. write this letter and put it in the post. So it's, they're all really, they're lovely exchanges. Mm-hmm. So that's what makes it. Wouldn't you have loved to come up with, like, I wonder if fear and loathing predates, like, that as, as three words, that as a phrase, do you think it? Oh, no, he, he started. He yeah, 100%. How amazing to do like fear and loathing is now like three words mm. that always hits forever. Like yeah. it's like he should have fucking patented that like for his family actually because anything is yeah it's such a powerful thing you instantly think of yeah of him. oh it's amazing he's got a lot of phrases like that but yeah that's the definitive one oh my god right I'm gonna be really grumpy now there <laughs> was um I'm not, I can't say names um when I was. Uh, at uni and like still in contact with all my friends from back home but they'd gone to uni in other cities mm. uh, and I really can't say names but you know my Don't, then. okay you know my really good best friend that yeah. went to a uni up north and I kind of lost yeah I know yeah okay yeah. well he had a girlfriend who yeah. really didn't like um you. And, no, who, I, you no, did, no. Who, who you didn't I like. Didn't oh, like. Sorry, I, I she didn't like me either yeah, yeah. yeah she was a very full-on character and I think that's probably why you know yeah clash of characters but um you know when people used to name 
all of their albums on Facebook. Like Nights Out would have their own dedicated album full of these digital camera pictures. Oh, oh, yeah, photo yeah. albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, I had one called me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because I didn't know how to use Facebook when I joined. Well, well, one of hers, which was just like her drinking. It. I'm going to I'm going to change the city, right? I'm going to say Leeds, but it wasn't Leeds, right? Okay, <laughs> right. One of it was just her drinking in like vodka revolution stuff with her mates. Yeah. And she dared to fucking call it fear and loathing in Leeds. <laughs> All right. I'm like, no. Yeah, but that's the sort of pretentious thing you do when you're 18. She probably watched the film and liked it. God. She's just working film now and has a really good career. Yeah, so she probably already she probably knew more about it than you did at that time. That's true. I didn't start reading until twenty. Yeah. So. You just, Can't you let me have anything? You can hate her if you want. I'm, I'm just, not. I'm not. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's yeah. very like. I mean, yeah. That's that's a Facebook state. That's my God. The things you get annoyed about. <laughs> she fucking has fear and loathing in Leeds. <laughs> All right. All right. No, fine. She sounds, sounds like a bitch. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is like when I said about someone being really nice to me. It's like, what a fucking bitch. Yeah, you did. I can't remember what that was. <laughs> I can't remember. I think oh, no, it was, it was a, a teacher. teacher. Yeah, yeah it was a teacher say, yeah. saying your poem was really awesome. <laughs> she, no, she called it prose. It's a fucking bitch. It's a poem. Anyway. <laughs> prose um, is one of those words where I don't think anyone, knows what it myself means. included, just could words. give you the definitive. Yeah. Words. Yeah, it's like co- in actually, the words of Ronan Keating. It's like when, when is writing? When are words copy? Is words people go send me the copy? It's like send me the text. Words, yeah. the song. Yeah, it's Bee Gees. only wo- Bee Gees. That yeah. was it. Because yeah. I knew Boys Own covered like a few a Cat Stevens one and a Bee Gees one. Right, that's yeah. a Bee Gees one. Yeah. Bee Gees originally. Yeah, they did um, Father and Son. They could have said it's only prose. Prose is all I have. It's only copy. Copy. Um, I have no problem with people saying about copy in an email because copy is words that are meant to sell. So if they mean uh, words that are meant to sell, then fine. I said that. Well, I mean, I, I say that's what it is. That's the definition I'm giving to it. Yeah. Uh, which I think, yeah. Good with me. Because it starts off with advertising copy. So yes. that's meant to sell a product. Um, anyway, uh, so... Chrome Yellow, boring. Really bad. Hunter S. Thompson, great. Fantastic. Uh, and I, you, I've been, I've, what is the book I meant to have read? Rum Diary. For years. Yeah, that's his best work. <laughs> I'll read it. It's on the shelf. I don't course. like being told what to do. I, think I know you don't. It's a control thing. <laughs> Not a control thing. Um, and I'm trying to remember as well. What was I reading? In Wales. Oh, um, some. Finished it in the tent. Yeah. Um, got to tell. We went camping last week. Got to tell people about last week. I don't think they care. What's that? What was the? What was I reading? Oh fuck! What's the author? Um, one of your usual authors that you read. Something about Mars. Was it Mars? Was it about the moon? Oh yes, I read the Mars Chronicles by Ray Bradbury. That's it, um, Bradbury. No, that was disappointing. Again, yeah. you know how you're saying like you're know, falling out of love with reading. Obviously, I loved Fahrenheit so much as we did it on this podcast, mm-hmm. one of the first episodes we did, I think. Um, so I picked up the Mars Chronicles because I like space shit, and I was like, okay, it's gonna be good. Um, started really good, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm here for this. But it was like scattered short stories of like an imagined kind of Earth to Mars. And they were just so, none of them married up particularly well. And mm. I didn't hate reading it, but I was just like, oh, this wasn't the thrill ride I was hoping for. Right. So again, like you, reading was a bit of a chore. Again, it took a while to get through it. Yeah, you still managed to though. I would have like, I would have not read anything else for the three months it took me to read it. <laughs> That's mm. the difference. Whereas you're like, right, get through this and then I can have the fun. Yeah, I do need uh, some new books in the queue actually. 
You have loads of books in a queue on your bedside tables. You've got loads on that. No, they're all to actually. So they're all to get rid of because they're either ones that I've started reading and gone nope, or they're ones that people have given me for gifts. And I'm like, have you carried on with the idiot yet? I'll never try that again. Oh no, no, no! I completely one. I completed the idiot. Oh, did you? Yeah, as in read it. Oh. Yeah, no, I read The Idiot. I thought you gave up for a third time or something. I forgot. No, you no, no, I managed that. I tell you the one um, the one that I gave up was Ulysses. Oh, I'm right, never yeah, going to yeah, be able yeah. to read Ulysses. That's it's, James Joyce, right? Yeah, is that too hard. his style where, because I know he has that weird broken up style, which is what a girl as a half form thing was like inspired by. She just wants to do very James Joyce style. But I don't know, is that throughout all of his works? Well, I read Dubliners, which was mm. a short stories. And that was, you know, dated writing, but good little stories if you could stick with it and i i read up on ulysses and they were like oh it's everyone was saying it's really really hard to Mm -hmm. read and it was one of them where i got and i so wanted to like it like an old classic dublin novel i was like i fancy a bit of that and i'd have been kidding myself if if because i hardly made a dent in it and i just went i want to like this but but is that the one where it's like quite broken up in the words and it i I think so but i can't tell you definitively you haven't read it uh, I got hardly any, and I'd, yeah, I've tried that a few times. No, the idiot I did read in the end. Okay. That, that's that's well pretty done. good. That's good. Well done. It's not yeah. as good as his thing in the prison camp, but yeah. God, um, never read any Russian writers. The other one that I disappointed myself with was what was that one by Pinchon or whatever that Tristan, our friend, oh uh, yeah, Paris. Thomas Pinchon. Um, that looked quite big. Yeah, and again, it's a deliberately complicated book that like goes in and out of styles and deliberately parodies other styles of writing, and and mm. again. I read it for a couple of weeks. I'd like hardly maybe it's better in done French. a sliver, and yeah, I just couldn't read it. I was like, "This is wacky. <laughs> this is awesome, but it's too hard." So you're on Hunter S. Thompson now. Yeah, what you've got one line. Well, that's what I'm saying. I need to book. All so you haven't books. even got next. So one all those up. upstairs, I'm gonna I'm gonna give away, but I don't want to put books in a help yourself box on our windowsill again because remember the local community then. Oh thinks my it's god! A fucking... Yeah, did we tell? I don't know. We we shared this with you. Lovely dabblers. Um, maybe we did. But yeah, when we, last summer, my mum gave me, oh, I've got a few books for you. She gave us about 200 books um, to to get rid of because we didn't have any space on our shelves. And we made some lovely dabblers book club uh, bookmarks to put in them. And we put them on our window ledge, which is right on the street. And after they'd all gone, people then decided our window ledge was where you put things that you didn't want anymore to give away. And I think, did someone even put a sign like help yourself or something? Or maybe, maybe it was just my No, people. Memory. I think people thought Literally that was... Literally started uh, leaving old yeah. shit on our windowsill. <laughs> there was like uh, blank DVDs. Yeah. There was an old kettle. And I'm like, no, this is not the fucking and exchange. And stuff every- I this couldn't fucking believe it. like... Um, there was like a broken mug with a mug yeah. set. And I'm like, no, no, this isn't the place where we swap things. Like people live here. Yeah. Anyway. I almost wish I'd have caught them yeah, I know. putting them on so I could go, what the fuck are you <laughs> doing? Um, but like I say, and I've said this to you before, art from the outside, it doesn't look like a house because it's got the frosted That's glass. That's not the and fucking point. No, I agree. And I, you know, we're not idiots, but people are. Um but I like it as well because we go from being these lovely, oh, benevolent, oh, take our books, read our books. What the fuck are you paid on my windowsill? Because, um, yeah, anyway. Um, what else bookish things you need to talk about? Uh, yeah, so I just need to order some new ones. You need to order some new ones. Yep. I need to actually indulge myself for a day and read the lovely Yours Cheerfully um, with some cake. That'll help me eat. But I need to be able to switch off from everything else going on. 
see how that works. Um, I think we can wrap up. There's nothing else really to... Yeah, that'll do. We will let you know what we're reading next. Yeah, yeah. God. See, if I was doing this properly, if people were paying me to do this, I would have planned a nice series. We'd have slotted in proper times for it. We would make each episode, you know, following a decent formula, but... Have not done and not enough hours in the day, especially with you yeah. and your very important job as well. So yeah, well, pe- like... do you know what? People that do this, um, like, you know, I've got podcasts I listen to every Monday, every mm. Tuesday, every Wednesday, and they never fail to deliver. Yeah. And I'm like, and they're all, they're, and they're largely people with day jobs who do it as a hobby on the side, like we're doing this. And I'm like, how the, how do you keep it up? I think it's because they don't have to read a book for it. Yeah. And like, I'm not a reader. So like, that's not a natural habit for me. Yeah, it was pushing myself. Whereas yeah, everyone else, it's like they love Formula One or football or rugby, so it's like they will naturally have just seen what's gone on true, and then have true. a chat about it. Do you? Uh, do you want to? Before we wrap, do you want to talk about uh, your panel? My panel. Oh yeah. Um, hopefully this is going ahead. Uh, well, it is. I've been told it's confirmed. Um, so it's September twelfth, Sunday, September twelfth at two p.m. at King's Place in St Pancras Room. For a mere £9.50 a ticket, um, I will be hosting a panel on uh, the hijab. But the hijab uh, for young girls, basically, will be asking um, a couple of panellists. I'm chairing it and I'm asking a couple of panellists who gets to decide what children wear, especially in light of headscarves um, on, on young Muslim girls uh something that i have a bit of experience in so that's quite exciting um and that is like sort of that's part of the content is queen um podcast curation part of the london uh podcast festival awesome so i'll be yeah hosting that in in a few weeks which is quite exciting that is awesome and i cannot wait to come I know. I need to. I need we'll, to get the panelists. <laughs> we'll, we'll like tweet out a ticket link and stuff, right? We will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Cool. Well, um, thanks for listening to our brief. Uh, well, not really summary or chat about Chrome Yellow. Just uh, the Chrome Yellow lament. Our um, apology. Our apology. Um, we will get back to it. Just oh, bear sorry. With. Yeah. Can I tell my oldest Huxley story? I've got one I forgot about. I'll go on. Sorry, this is going to add That's on like right. a few minutes. That's no, fine. <laughs> right. I was in a pub in Wapping okay. with Drew, my yeah. friend Drew. And the table next to us were a real, like, proper old London collection of very curious old characters, very bohemian, all kind of like people, I'd say, age 60 and up. Mm-hmm. And then there was, like, one girl came who was, like, 20 years old, uh-huh. came and sat with them. And I felt like, you know, it's just, they, they are her friends. They must have met, like... Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. they must have met. Well, yeah, a bit like how like, I've got some old friends. You've got some old We've all got old friends. Yeah, not 40 yeah. years older, but No, yeah. these were really older than her. But yeah. anyway, they were having a very arty, bohemian chat, having a great time. Awesome stuff. And it got to that point in the night, you know, where... um, uh, Oh, one of the guys was this American guy. I'm mm-hmm. sorry to any American listeners, Maybe but... Maybe she was their tour guide. I'm going to do um the accent badly now. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my it. God, I got to have another drink. He was like the colonel. He was like, oh, you right. know, he was that, you're like proper southern... Uh, yeah. yeah. He was like that in real life. And he was wasted. And, and we'd had a few on the next table. You know when you're drunk at a certain point of the night and you get chatting mm, to yeah, everyone. Yeah. Um, and... I can't remember where it came from or why we ended up saying it. He said, do you like Aldous Huxley? Oh, my God. And I went, yeah, I, I actually really do. And he went, 
I've read every Otis Huxley book <laughs> that there's ever been. I've read all Otis Huxley's books. Huh? And I went, awesome. Oh, my God, right. Have you ever read After Many a Summer, Dies the Swan? Thinking I finally got something to talk about. And he went, no. No! <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I ended up like telling him about the ending Did that I was go, talking you're about. You're a stereotype. Playing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway. As it does, oh, my as... <laughs> God. That's <laughs> God, that's a bit like your um, one of your relatives buying you, knowing that you like Orwell and then buying you like 1984 oh, or something. They brought me down in that in Paris and London. They're like, have you read it? I was like, fucking yes, yeah. Yes, because yeah. I like Orwell. It's like the opposite of that. <laughs> I exchanged it for something I had uh, not read. Uh, right, well, um, that's it. Hopefully, 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 we'll be back in two weeks. That is the plan. I will have read something. Uh, hopefully, it will be the same thing Curtis has read. Um, and we will chat about it and we will get back in the saddle. Uh, yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Cool. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.